0: You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And, folks, today we are obviously talking about Frank Signetti Jr. Pitt finally hires their offensive coordinator. We'll talk about him, his resume, what he brings. We'll also be joined by A.J. Black of Locked On Boston College. to talk about Frank Signetti, what he did in Chestnut Hill, how Pitt should look out for him, and what he runs as well. So, folks, all that's coming up here on Locked On Pitt as we preview Frank Signetti Jr. Folks, welcome to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day, folks. I always appreciate that. It's always great to get some feedback and all of that good stuff. And folks, today we obviously have that packed episode. We gotta talk about Frank Signetti Jr. being hired to pit his second stint with the Panthers. Obviously, there's so much to discuss here with Signetti. We're not gonna get it all in one episode, but we're gonna talk about it a little bit, just a basic overview of we'll break it down Monday we'll also talk a little bit with AJ about kind of what happened at Boston College and his involvement there but first reaction to it what's my first reaction to this hire and my first reaction is okay and that's maybe not something that everyone wants to hear you know maybe everyone wants to see I want it to be a home run or I think this thing sucks and I really don't think either of those things I think that it's just good and I don't think it's great i don't think it's excellent i I don't see any of that i I can't there's no hyperbole to be said with a frank signetti hire because there are bad things that he does and you you can look at the scoring offenses over his career are wildly wildly inconsistent he was terrible with the rams in the nfl he was also a great quarterbacks coach though he made late stage eli manning into a four thousand yard passer Aaron Rodgers, after having a really down year in 2017, rebounded in 18, and now it looks like Aaron Rodgers is back to being Aaron Rodgers. You look at kind of everything that he's put out in his career. What he did, obviously I don't need to mention, but what he did at Pitt with Bill Stahl. What he did with Pitt with Bill Stahl was fantastic. Kind of transforming Bill Stahl and making that offense much more high-profile and, and prolific. With the talents of Deion Lewis and Doran Dickerson and John Baldwin and all those players that were so good in Pitt's offense, Signetti really allowed them to take that step forward in in that season with Dave Wanstad as the head coach. And so there are things that he does well. There are things that he does bad. I think this year at Boston College we'll talk about it a little bit with AJ when he comes on, but I I think that you look at things that that he did abjectly bad and, and he didn't completely tailor things to the personnel at times. You know, it felt like Grossel threw the ball too deep uh, at times. He, he The deep ball became too obsessive for him, and then he changed it to a power running game, which was good. And so he's adaptive. He will adapt to his personnel. I like it, but sometimes I think he can be a little late to do that. And, and there are things that kind of plague him at times where he will overthink play calls in certain situations. But he's a very multiple-style type of guy. He's a guy that's run a college offense before. He's a guy that has plenty of pro-style influences after being in the NFL as, an, as a quarterback's coach and under so many different coaches in the NFL. This is a guy that has a ton of different ideas. But the, the main thing is that this is going to be a pro-style offense. Now, there are blurring of the lines between pro-style, spread, air raid, all of this stuff. and And that's very real. That, you know, Pitt... Is hiring a guy that does run a pro style, but, you know, there's going to be tempo. There's going to be different types of things that you look for in, say, a spread offense. Like Josh Heupel, for example, absolutely a spread offense, a college offense through and through. But pro style offenses have that now, too. They have spread concepts. They have all this stuff. What you're going to kind of see under Signetti is you're going to see a lot more wide zone. Because he's a guy that, again, has been in the NFL not too long ago. I mean, Frank Cignetti was not in the NFL that long ago. So he's a guy that might be, have been out of it a little bit. And he was out of it a little bit. But he was in there as recently as 2018. So this is a guy that has been around the game. And he knows what the NFL is. And he knows that the NFL has these certain concepts. And he brought him down to Boston College. So he left college with a spread type of offense he came back with a pro style offense and you're gonna see a lot of 11 personnel you're gonna see a lot of tight end involvement the tight end is a huge position in this offense you're gonna see a lot of wide zone and I'm certain that one will ring a bell and yes the wide zone running scheme you will see that a lot with Frank Signet you know things like Sean McVay and, and Kyle Shanahan and Kubiak and all those guys that preach the wide zone. You're going to see that here at Pitt next year. And boy, I'll tell you what. Wide zone? That's exciting with Israel Abani Canada. And you're going to see all of that. And you can also see power running. So you'll also see a mix of gap and zone concepts. But the wide zone stuff is going to be really new. Mark we wouldn't run a ton of wide zone stuff. So that's going to be new stuff in terms of schematic changes. But... You know there there are obvious drawbacks, and again, there's the uh, hyper obsessiveness with the deep ball. He doesn't really raise a bad offense above anything. You know, Boston College was a bad offense this year after they lost Foljackovic, and it really wasn't. It really wasn't unexpected. But he did nothing to lift them out of that. And when they're good, his offenses are good. So I think this is kind of the the basis, and and obviously a lot of a lot of offense coordinators have this trait. And it's obvious, to, it's self-explanatory. Where okay, your personnel is good, your offense is good. Your personnel is bad, your offense is bad. Because personnel is better. Personnel is better than scheme. In other words, you know, I always say talent greater than scheme because it's true. Personnel, good personnel, can overcome bad scheme. But I don't think that necessarily means Signetti's a bad schematic guy. I think he knows how to tailor things to his his personnel strengths, at least a decent amount. But he's not a floor raiser because I'm not sure he understands cogently how to how to run concepts together perfectly to elevate those guys' performances. Um, so I, I think that, though, the good thing is for Pitt, obviously they have a great personnel coming back. With Slovis, with Izzy, with Hammond, with Davis, Bartholomew, Addison, Mumfield, Wayne, all these guys that are coming back. They have a great personnel group and they have the entire O-line coming back. So they have great personnel for Signetti to come in and work with. And I think that's ideal is what you want. And the big thing that strikes me, and, and this is kind of the other point, is you know there's Frank Signetti, the offensive coordinator, which is okay, and he'll do what he does. He's not going to kill you, but he'll come in and he'll transform your offense. He'll play to your strengths. He'll do good things. He's adaptive. He's, he's, he's going to be a guy that's not going to stick to one thing just because he likes it. So I like that about Signetti. I like that he can be adaptive and flexible and change things around. I think that's always a great treat to have when you are an offense coordinator at any level of football. But there's also the quarterback's coach, Frank Signetti. And we kind of talked about it a little bit, about, hey, what did this guy do with Aaron Rodgers? And what did he do with Eli Manning? And what did he do with all these guys? Well, what did he do with Viljarkovic? You know, coming from Notre Dame, he was beat up by Ian Book, and people were wondering... How's this guy beaten out by Ian Book? Look at how he's playing right now at Boston College. It's not hard to see. His footwork was the best, so his accuracy was a mess. His mechanics were really bad. He's like concrete feet in there. But Frank Signet changed his play style. He made Djokovic be comfortable in the pocket. Gave him clean feet. He kind of reworked the entire mechanical process of Phil Djokovic, and this is from Phil Djokovic himself. Talking about how he switched everything up. And how he was a huge factor in his development. That's been a commonality. And again, you can go all the way back to guys like Bill Stahl, and you can see that. The change that he brings to quarterback plays, huge. And Keaton Slovis, who's a guy that needs to take that next step mechanically, that has the few things that he just needs to improve on to take himself to the next level. Boy, is Sick a really appealing option. For a guy like that. It's a really good hire for a guy that needs that. This is the type of guy that, if you are on Slovis, if I am on Slovis, I am excited about Frank Signetti because I've seen what he does for quarterbacks. And I think, I think Frank Signetti, the quarterback's coach, was equally as big of a factor as Frank Signetti, the offensive coordinator, being the hire here. And I think that's what people need to understand. There's two levels to it. He's not going to be a flashy hire. He's a decent enough guy. He gives you a certain floor. He's going to give you, you know, not a great ceiling. He's not going to elevate the offense. If they're great, he's not going to make them the best in the nation. He, you know, Mark Whipple had his downsides this year too. Maybe he didn't run the ball when he needed to enough. Maybe he got too greedy with the the play calls of deep on fourth and one. There were tons of things that Frank Signetti is going to have the same type of thing with. And I think they're very similar in that way. They're kind of quarterback gurus that are going to have a few play- calling shortcomings, but you kind of live with that for quarterback development. You and, and if the the offensive personnel is good enough, your offense is going to be good too. And I think that's the thing. He's not going to be such a detriment to where Pitt's offense is going to be bad because Frank he can't call a game right. He'll call a game fine. He's not going to be this huge... You know, savant, though, in terms of offensive coordinator stuff. But he could be the key to unlocking Keaton Slovis. And if he is, and Slovis has a great year because of development under Signetti, the hire is already worth it. And I think that's something to take into account. All right, folks, we'll be joined by AJ here. But first, we'll go to a quick break. But let me let you know about GetUpside. Hey, Pitt fans, this is Nick Farrell with an incredible app for everyone who buys gas and they need to know about it. Get Upside folks my listeners are making up the 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now folks use the promo code score and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's up to 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use the promo code score to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch the Cashback gets added right to your account so you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first take. That's code SCORE. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Online where the game starts. Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit podcast. I have a special guest with me, obviously, Frank Signetti, the Boston College offensive coordinator, now the pit offensive coordinator. So it felt right to get my friend from Locked On Boston College over here, AJ Black. AJ, how are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing
1: great. It's uh been a busy night and lots of lots of talk about college football again. And uh just just when I thought it was gonna be another quiet offseason for boston college football boom we lose our offensive coordinator and here we are
0: <laughs> yeah quiet for you guys not quiet for pitt that's for sure with between keaton slowis mark whipple leaving oh, yeah. brennan marion leaving i mean we pitt has had a whirlwind of an offseason <laughs> coming off the heels of an acc championship but frank Siganay is the latest one and now they have their new offensive coordinator heading into the year i guess you know, I have my thoughts on it, but I, from a Boston College standpoint, I mean, from a Boston College writer who has seen everything up close, who has seen Signetti do what what he's done, I mean, what's your overall view of Signetti? Is this is this a guy that is leaving and everyone's, I guess, upset about, it, or is this a guy that hey, maybe his time was running? down a little bit and it's it
1: it's interesting it depends on who you talk to the fans all have different perspectives on signetti but just based off of just following the team you know being at, at games and and um covering the, the program uh there was basically two seasons for signetti since half took over the first year he comes in he immediately makes a big splash by getting phil Djokovic, who they're buddies uh both pittsburgh guys they know each other from you know from the area and uh, he he brings him in, gets his quarterback, right? So then he comes in and he takes Steve Adazio's ground-and-pound offense from 2019 and immediately flips it into a pass offense. Uh, you know, BC lost A.J. Dillon. You know, he had entered the, the draft. He was gone. So the, the, the strength of the team was more in the – you know, you had a quarterback. You had Zay Flowers. He was able to utilize the passing game. And all of a sudden, Boston College – I mean, if you remember that pit game from 2020 – They're throwing the ball all over the place. Right. So he, he gets that team. He gets them throwing, Um, you know, the offense ended up looking pretty good. I think they averaged about 27 points a game in 2020, 2021. um, And I don't blame him fans do um, for what happened in 2021. So Djokovic goes in, you know, there's high expectations for Boston college football heading into the 2021 season. Djokovic gets hit uh, a fluke injury in the second game of the season against UMass breaks his, breaks his hand. He's gone. Uh, for most of the season comes back. He's not a hundred percent, you know, he's playing with a hurt hand um, and the, the offense sputters and the parts that Signetti really struggled with. I don't, I personally don't think it was his fault. You know, they brought in Dennis Grossell, their walk on quarterback who couldn't throw a ball accurately past 15 yards. So defenses, you know, we're not allowing Signetti to do much of anything. Like he couldn't run the ball because they were cheating up close. They couldn't throw it intermediately because they're playing safeties up close. So the offense was just dead. It was just like dead in the water. So there was a lot of frustration with the fan base with Signetti around that time. Cause they're like, you know, he's got to do this and this, and this and this, but it's like, you know, you can't make lemonade out of lemons with what they had out there because Grossell was bad. <laughs> And they had no one behind him. And that was because of the coaching change. They brought in new guys, but they were all developmental players. It wasn't like Dracovic, and you can't bring in a transfer behind Dracovic That's going to be any better than Dennis Grosselle. So they end up struggling. Uh, but you see pieces of, of the good pieces of Signetti when Dracovic plays against Georgia tech at the end of the season, like, you know, Dr- Dr- Drakovic throws for five to uh, play, He totaled five touchdowns, but, you know, the offense is much more open. He does a nice job. You know, Signetti plays a lot of 1-1 offense, you know, one running back, one tight end um, with with a bunch of wide receivers out there. It's a much more pro-style offense, you know, which can be hit or miss at times. But um, I liked him. But I think depending on who you ask, I think there were some people that weren't the biggest fan of his style.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, Pitt obviously has familiarity with him. He's a former Pitt coordinator, although that was over a decade ago. But I do think that the thing that stands out about him outside of just what you said with kind of the up up and down two seasons he had at Boston College was the quarterback development, not just who he's worked with in the NFL. He's obviously worked with Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. a ton of guys down the list. But Phil Djokovic, as you said, came in from Notre Dame. And, and he was, as he described it, I think he said, I literally hurt my offensive line in Notre Dame, my, my – Footwork was terrible. And Signetti, I guess, was credited with a lot of his maturation when he got to Chestnut Hill. So I guess, you know, as a quarterbacks coach and a developer of quarterbacks, I mean, that's something Signetti boasts. And that's really a big part of his resume, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: And when I saw Pitt and I saw Keaton Slovis, I was like, "Ooh, that's going to be a nice match for you guys." Um, you know, I think he's going to work really well with Slovis, and I don't know what style of offense he's going to go with. I'm assuming it'll be pro style. Um, I think that'll work really well with Slovis's, you know, his his skill set and the fact that you have two really good wide receivers right now. Uh, the kid from Akron whose name flips my mind, and Jordan Addison, who you know Blitnikoff winner that's that's exciting because you got the talent to for what for what Signetti does well he'll be able to build an offense around the pieces that you have i think he'll do really well with that
0: yeah i think that was a big thing that i kind of jumped off the page Keenan slow is coming off a down year at usc needing a little bit of seasoning yeah it's kind of the same story phil Jerkovic had where yep. he couldn't beat out Ian book and then he goes to chestnut hill and all of a sudden he's this great quarterback and he's playing at such a high level and you look at what I think Signetti did with Dracovic, and it's, it's such a huge difference. Uh, and I, I agree. I think they're going to run a pro-snell offense. I think Mark Whipple ran that. They want to run that. Um, they promised yep. Keaton Slovis the offense wouldn't change much. That's why they landed him. So I think that makes sense. And, folks, before we continue on, we're going to go to a quick break here. Let me let you know about Built Bar. Folks, do you want a protein bar that tastes good and you get all the health benefits of a protein bar? Well, I got the bar for you. It's Built Bar. It has so many different flavors cherry, barcia, coconut, chocolate, all these different types of great flavors, and they drop lemon time flavors. So make sure to go to built.com to find that out. And listen 100% real chocolate. These built bars taste like marshmallows with great, great, great flavor. They do not taste waxy, chalky, anything like that, like usual protein bars do. So listen, you get low calories, low sugar, low carbs. High in protein, Built Bars got the health benefits as well as the deliciousness to go with it. So listen, here's the offer. Go to Built.com right now, use our promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order on Built Bars. And listen, all you have to do, go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and find out which Built you want. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off. going on folks welcome back to the locked on pit podcast talking frank signetti with locked on boston college host aj black and as we kind of talked about you know the pro style offense and you look at kind of what frank signetti is trying to do but um but overall you talked about you know one back one tight end three receivers so a lot of 11 personnel probably coming from uh frank signetti's offense what what's what does he love to do does he is he you know, is he a merchant of balance? Uh, I think because this is a big topic among Pitt fans. You know, they want to run the ball a little bit more. But does he do more balance? Is, is he a guy that will just cater to the strength? So if you have those wide receivers, he'll just go out full air, full on aerial assault. I mean, what what's, the, what's kind of the background story on, on his offense? Is he a passing guy or what? Yeah, so I saw on Twitter that you had said, like, the formation
1: thing. And I know it's not t- – like, his formations are pretty much set. I don't – he does a little, you know, 12 offense, but – um, you, you know, a little here and there, but for the most part, he, go, he goes with that 11 offense. And, but what I like about Signetti in terms of his flexibility was he came in last year, Boston College had no running game at all. They had no running backs. You know, they had one guy, David Bailey, who ended up with Adazio at Colorado State. Word on the street was he just was not picking up the passing offense at all. And so they they had him as a liability. They had all these other running backs that weren't doing anything. So what does he do? He turns them basically, basically turned Boston College into an area offense. That was the strength that they had. That's what he needed to do. He did that. You know, he comes out and he, he, you know, he says, you know, at press conferences that they want to be balanced. And that was what Jeff Halfley always wants. He wants balance. And, and they start the season off. They look balanced, you know then dracovic goes down and all of a sudden he adjusts the offense to be more of a power running game because they had no passer they couldn't do anything and the best player on their team at that point or the most effective player on their team at that point was pat Garwa, who was a big physical running back that they had so he adjusted and then dracovic came back they adjusted again so i like his flexibility in terms of dealing with the strength of your team so he's you know, he's able to adjust like he's not like a coach like like I, I go back to Adazio at BC, right? Adazio is always run. Doesn't matter who you have. It's, it's run. And then you have air raids. It's just passing. I feel like Signetti gives you a nice blend and he'll he'll work. Like if, you know, if Addison is like got a great matchup, he's going to he's going to tailor it so that that, you know, that he's going to get that ball as much as possible to to really exploit Weaknesses and defenses, and I think with a with an offense that Pitt, like Pitt has, with the potential with Keaton Slovis, I think Signetti will really work to you know hit those big marks that you guys are looking for to try to repeat in the coastal.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a that's a great point. I think that his flexibility. You answered one of the things that I, I noticed that Zay Flowers didn't get a ton of targets as kind of the year went on, and power running game kind of solves that if Grossell could not get it to him, it's kind of hard to get it to Zay yep. Flowers. Um, but I, I guess one more question before before we go, and and I do want to kind of hit on Signetti's overall arc. And you said he's a guy that can switch offenses with, with Jerkovich. You know, he's a guy that aired the ball out. I think he had ninety five uh, throws of twenty plus yards. So the deep passing game was something that was prolific with Pitt this year. What when when you look at that, is there a lot of play action? Is it more so? Uh, static because Pitt did not do a lot of play action this year, but they threw the ball a deep, a ton with Kenny Pickett and those guys. How prolific is the, is the aerial offense, the deep passing attack and in, in the significant offense. Yeah. It's a lot of play
1: action. Like that's why they, they lean on the balance so much as they want to be able to, to spring those big plays. So like, you'll see next year, if you can get that running back going and, and get some good, uh you know, run here or there, then boom, you'll see a, you know, play action pass from Slovis to Addison, and he'll try to go for the deep passes. And, you know, I, um, I, I would also look at what the tight end position is like at Pitt. I, I don't know. I haven't looked at the, the roster in front of me, but like, that's another position. If you get a good passing tight end, the way his play action works can spring those guys for huge plays. Like Hunter Long was a tight end um, who in Signetti's offense completely exploded and ended up as a third round draft pick in 2020. Uh, is with the Miami Dolphins now. like he's a guy that like that play action would get him open over and over again so I don't know if you have one on your roster or if he's going to look in the transfer portal but that's a position um, I think his offense really tends to get going Um, and so you'll see that I think you know he does do uh, bootlegs a lot of you know he he moves the quarterback around a lot Um, and that could be just more that Jakovic is a you know physical big guy like he's 6'4" 240 or whatever um and he could shake defenders but uh, that was one thing the one piece that i thought and it could be just his offensive line that i i worried about And i know a lot of fans blame him it could be his offensive line coach i mean bc comes into it came into the season both in 2020 and 2021 with huge expectations for their offensive line you had all these guys with preseason awards and the offensive line kind of stunk both years and i don't know if that was a signetti issue if that was an offensive line issue or a combination of both, but you know, he goes a lot more with zone blocks in, in in specific situations. And some of these guys the at least guys at BC had struggled with it. So I don't know if that's going to be an issue at pit too, but it's something worth watching because BC, you know, like Zion Johnson is a second round draft pick. You will go in the second round. Alec Lindstrom will probably be the second center drafted, but they play, there were some games where that offensive line was not very good. And a lot of that, Iyer went on to Signetti just for not being able to get them to play at the potential that we saw them when Adazio was the head coach.
0: Yeah. And that, that is something that makes sense. And Pitt has their whole offensive line returning. We'll kind of see, how they tailor that. And as you mentioned, tight end, big news for Gavin Bartholomew stud freshman tight end for Pitt. So look to him to have a breakout year. AJ, that was great stuff. Let them know where they can find you, follow you, check you out, all your work. Let them know. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me on Nick. Um, You can find me on Twitter at AJ black underscore BC. I'm the host of locked on Boston college. Do that five days a week. I'm on locked on ACC on Wednesdays. If you want to check that out uh, with Candace Cooper. Uh, and I am the editor and publisher of BC bulletin part of sports illustrated and fan nation network. You can check out all my work there. I'll start of stuff about Signetti up if you want to learn more about
0: him. Folks, as always, make sure to go check out AJ's stuff. does great stuff, and I agree mostly with everything he said about Signetti, giving you a little bit of perspective from the Boston College side. I know Pitt fans are familiar with Signetti, but, hey, that was 12 years ago, so refreshing your minds a little bit, kind of seeing what he is now and all that. What we'll more info next week. We'll continue to talk about Signetti. I think he's a pretty decent hire again you're if you're not overwhelmed you're not underwhelmed you're very whelmed overall it's not a it's not a hire that's going to knock your socks off it's not a flashy hire but when you dig deeper I think it, it really is a pretty solid hire by Narduzzi and I think the the quarterbacks coach the efforts coordinated economy of it definitely kind of works into this as well there's multiple perspectives you could take from it but overall I don't think it's a bad hire I don't think it's a dud I don't think it's it's a complete swing and a miss I, I don't think it's any of that I think it's It's definitely a hit. It's not a home run. It's not a triple. I think you get maybe a nice ground rule double somewhere in there in that market. And I I think it'll work out for Pitt. And so, folks, as always, thanks for listening to Locked on Pitt. We'll be back on Monday. We will talk a lot about Frank Scania's double. We'll also talk about Pitt's linebacker situation taking a turn now with Michael Dow not coming to Pitt, what they can do to fix that coming up. All that's coming up here on Locked on Pitt on Monday. And as always, thanks for listening. Inhale to pick.